The Motivator as Dreamer Some commentators think that the day of the strong leader is past and that the model of Japanese management where people are homogenized and the individuality of the leader is minimized will become the standard. There are some valuable lessons to be learned from the Japanese, but in the West at least, most people are looking for bold leaders who will set goals, make decisions, and then breathe vision into the people around them. On a warm Friday night in April 1961, John F. Kennedy gathered a handful of his closest advisors in the cabinet room to ponder the Soviet space challenge. Only two days before, Uri Gagarin had become the first man to go into orbit. Kennedy was 43 years old then, and he seemed 30. A man of little scientific knowledge, he was listening to technicians describe a 10-year, $40 billion race with no guarantee that America would get to the moon first. Like a boy, Kennedy put his foot on the edge of the cabinet table, fiddled with the loose rubber sole on his shoe, ran his hands through his hair, and ended the meeting with his jaw set. Fifteen minutes later, he sent the word out, We're going to the moon. Time correspondent Hugh Sidey, looking back on that evening, says, This was not a military imperative. There was no overwhelming clamor from the public or Congress for such an effort. Something special happened in the mind of Kennedy. The poet in him glimpsed the future, perhaps, or the Irish combativeness responded to the prospects of a race. What we do know is that John Kennedy decided finally, in those few minutes, to take the nation on a peaceful and creative journey, the likes of which this world has never known. Good motivators are willing to think and act in such bold fashion to set goals far out front of the group. And since there are so few people who will dare to think big and to risk the humiliation of failure, the person who will dare to do so is almost certain to have a following. Goethe said, Whatever you dream, you can begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Of course, we all know persons who talk big and do nothing more. There is such a thing as the useless idealist who is so busy spinning grand schemes that there is no time to bother with smaller goals on the way. If daydreaming becomes a means of avoiding hard work, then it is a liability. Here is the difference. The successful leader dreams boldly and keeps the larger picture always in mind, but is also willing to work at the intermediate steps required for success. Kennedy, for instance, was anything but an empty talker. He had proven his ability to set a goal and achieve it. At first, his objectives were to get elected to the House of Representatives and then to the Senate. This was a man who had used his legs as well as his mouth. And when such a person speaks of large dreams, people listen. It is not all that unusual a quality. This ability to think big, to dream large dreams, most of us do it regularly, especially as children. We spend fantasies of great achievements. Doubtless, one of the reasons that Jesus was forever urging that we become like little children is that they have such a penchant for daydreaming. Their mind is a constant picture screen on which they are staring at fabulous successes.
This ability that Jesus admired in children is equally admirable in business tycoons like Walt Disney, who was successful partially because he never stopped thinking like a child. Mike Fans tells about being at Disney World soon after its completion when someone said, Isn't it too bad Walt Disney didn't live to see this? Fans replied, He did see it. That's why it's here. Indeed, the best leaders and the most powerful motivators have been those with an almost defiant ability to envision great things occurring in the future and to see them happening in great detail.